In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. One day as St. Peter was at the gates of heaven, he decided that day, after several failed efforts over the previous days of not letting anybody in, but he wanted to let somebody in to the kingdom of heaven, and he decided a simple question. What is Easter? And there are three people who came to the gates and Peter said, what is Easter? And the first said, Easter is that holiday where we have turkey and all the trimmings and families all get together and there's football and no, that's not right. The Thanksgiving, do you know that was Thanksgiving? Okay. And the second guy said, no, Easter is that time when there's this big guy who travels all over the world bringing presents with flying reindeer and going down chimneys. And Peter says, no, that's not right at all. What's that? Christmas. Okay, yes. And the third guy says, Easter, isn't that about Jesus? Peter said, yes. And go on. He said, Jesus is this guy who, who, who went around teaching about God and, they, and they, they crucified him and nailed him to a cross. They said, yes. And then they, they took him down and they put him in a, in a tomb. Yes. And like three days later, the tomb was rolled away. And if he saw his shadow, it was six more weeks of winter. That joke doesn't do as well in the South as it does in the North, where Groundhog Day is important. You all, spring comes early here. We we tell that joke in some ways to remind ourselves of, of the astonishing glory of Easter. Easter is is beyond all of our imaginations. Beyond everything, as it opens up the gates of, of everlasting life, it defeats death just when sin and death thought it had won and conquered the Messiah, the King of Kings. Life has come. I love the words of the angels to the women as they're in the tomb, perplexed. And just, you know, you can sort of see them just being like, we have a job to do right now, and where's, where's the body? And, you know, all of a sudden these two angels appear. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you look for the living among the dead? They weren't really expecting to find someone alive, right? They were shocked at this and then went out and told all the apostles who didn't believe it until they ran Peter in this, this instance being the one that they named to the tomb and he went home in amazement in amazement and astonishment in many ways this is, this is 
the invitation to Easter. Be amazed. Be astonished that God has risen. That God is alive. That heaven is here. This is one of the things that we need over and over and over and over again to be reminded about and remind ourselves because this, as, as the Bible became um, easier to print and more available to everybody, uh, which is a very good thing, but what happens in the Gospels is there's the kingdom of heaven and there's the kingdom of God. And a lot of times, as people read it, we, we split those as if those are two entirely different things, and they're not. They're the same. And there became, only a couple hundred years ago, this, this theory that, that um, you, you, need to, you need to be very good to go to heaven, which is that place that happens after you die and, and your life is over. So you believe in Jesus. You do good things. And then when you die, you go to heaven. But that's not actually what's being said at all. When Jesus talks about the kingdom of God coming, when Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven coming, he's talking about after the resurrection, after the ascension to heaven, after the Holy Spirit coming. And then he says, go and experience heaven now. Be filled with the Spirit of God because God is alive now. Jesus is with us today. And it's hard to remember because we keep getting told one thing when in reality this other amazing thing has happened which is that right now we live in the kingdom of heaven. It'll get better when Jesus returns once and for all. But right now we can live in this time of amazing astonishment of God's glory. Too often, I think, instead of why do you look for the living among the dead, it's why do you look for the dead among the living, right? It's what's we expect church to be dull, we expect, not maybe you, but people, the world thinks Christians should be dull, church should be boring. It's just something you have to get through so we can get to brunch and earn our mimosas. You know, this is what we do. Instead, this is, should be the time of glory. The time where we expect amazing things. For Easter isn't about springtime coming. It isn't about new blades of grass shooting forth. It's about God being risen and bringing forth new glorious life. I've said before, but maybe not here, instead of wearing Easter bonnets, we should be wearing crash helmets, expecting God to do amazing things in our midst. God coming forth, bringing power and might and glory. Is this amazement, this astonishment that we need to recapture? 
We did recapture for ourselves, first and foremost, that, that God longs to be in relationship with us to the point that he brought forth new life, that we might have life forever with God. But also to recapture our astonishment that in our amazement we go to the world to say, the kingdom of heaven is here. God's grace and glory is here. It doesn't mean you have to give up all of the, these things that you, you, you think you need to do right away. It's more just inviting God to be present in your life. To bring forth new life. To bless you. To love you. To fill you with grace and peace and joy in this time of uncertainty and troubles and sorrow and fear. Those things that weigh us down and can kill the spirit. God brings forth life. He's rolled away to. There was Sunday school class where the week before Easter, the, the teacher gave all the kids in the class those legs pantyhose eggs that probably don't exist anymore. But you all know what I'm talking about, right? The big giant eggs. Okay, I'll look over here. Not for the young people over here. I'll look over here. The giant pantyhose eggs that, that uh, and, and sent them off to say, bring back something that represents Easter. And uh, they all came back the next week with one girl opened it and there was a butterfly, power of the resurrection and transformation. And one opened it up and there was flowers. And then one opened his up and there was nothing inside and the class immediately was annoyed and that's not fair. He didn't do his assignment. Sort of choking back tears. He says, No, it's it's empty. The tube was empty. The tube was empty. Jesus is alive. This is Easter. This is amazing, astonishing, and glorious. This Easter season, which is a season and not just a day, I pray that we especially focus on capturing that astonishment. That we allow God to transform our hearts and our lives more and more, understanding as we lead up to that day of, of Pentecost and the coming of the Spirit that, that indeed God seeks to transform us to mold us, to prepare us, to let the world know the astonishing reality of Christ's resurrection and the life that is available to living in this kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. Christ is risen.